Amen. A lady was having a, an elegant party and wanted to serve some mushrooms at the party. And was a little uncertain about the type of mushrooms and whether or not she had the right mushrooms. So she decided to feed some of those mushrooms to the dog. The dog ate the mushrooms and seemed to be fine. Nothing seemed to happen to the dog. So she decided to go ahead and serve them to the dinner party. When she did, all of a sudden the maid came running into the house, into the room where they were eating. She said, the dog is dead. The lady panicked, told everybody we got to go to the hospital, and they went and everybody had their stomach pumped out. Later, the maid came back and said, that car sure did mess that dog up. Franklin Delano Roosevelt decided that he was tired. He felt like every time he had these guests come that no one would really listen to what he had to say, especially at the greeting. So this particular time, he decided that he was going to do something a little different. So he said, I decided, he, said he was going to, to shake everybody's hand at the, to see who would hear what he had to say. And so he, 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 what he was going to do was use the phrase, I killed my grandmother this morning. And so, uh, you know, he, 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 everybody that came up, he said, kill my grandmother this morning. Kill my grandmother this morning. And everybody answered, all the guests, every one of them. Said, oh, you know, wonderful day, you know, hallelujah, you know, whatever, you know, just the greeting that you would normally give. And finally, he got to one dignitary. He shook the man and says, I killed my grandmother this morning. And the dignitary said, I guess she had it coming. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't always, you know, we don't always hear right. We don't always hear correctly. And a few uh, Sunday, last Sunday, I believe it was, I, I had a, the Lord had woke me up and gave me a word. I had a word from the Lord. You know, I, I guess the Lord likes to get me out of sleep. I'm not exactly sure how. But I, I, I had a word from the Lord, and the Lord said, guard your heart. And so I want to start there again this morning with this whole idea of guard your heart. But he, but he added to that for me. I have something in addition to that that I believe is going to minister to your life and help you. Or he wouldn't have given it to me. But I heard God again. And somebody said, well, how do you hear God? The only thing I can tell you is that I don't hear an audible voice all the time. I have heard the audible voice of God. If you've been around and you've served God long enough, somewhere in your lifetime, you're going to may, you may hear the audible voice of God. I've seen angels. I've experienced the supernatural in great ways. But for the most part, it's usually the still small voice or the knowledge that I have in my spirit. He said that we hear the, 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 the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts. And we ought to be hearing from God, all of us, all the time in our spirit man. Do you understand? But sometimes it's a little louder. I've had visions and dreams, day-to-day -day visions. I've had uh, all kinds of things happen. I've been caught up in the Spirit. On an occasion, the Lord took me from one place to another and showed me some things. You know, and you may be sitting here and saying, you know, uh, I don't believe in all that. Well, then you've got a problem. I mean, I mean you've got a problem because, because it's real, it's true, it really happens, and it can happen to you. you. Get close to the Lord. Stop trying to find out how far you can live from Him and find out how close you can get to Him. And you'll find out he is very real. He is very tangible. He is very accessible to us. And so the other morning, just as if, well, actually it was yesterday, we had gone out. We have a lot of things we're doing with the kids now. They take piano lessons, taekwondo, football, uh, soccer, uh, not soccer, uh, swimming. Uh, they got all this stuff they're doing. Stephen's in reach and just all kinds of stuff. Well, I was kind of tired. You know what I'm talking about? Man, last week was weary. <clears throat> School started back. 
I was a little off schedule. You know, you get up at 6, 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, you got to get them to school. And then we started, we're back in the gym. Maybe not going every morning to the gym and, you know, then staying up till late. And I'm off schedule because I couldn't go to bed, you know. You know, normally I'm, you know, I mean, going to bed 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And in this case, it's time to go to bed because now I'm getting up at 6.30 in the morning and, you know, there ain't no nap in the afternoon. You know what I'm talking about? I was tired. Kind of grouchy. So anyway, I got a little, I decided to take a little, <laughs> to, to take a little nap. And so I took me a little nap and... Uh, the Lord, on Friday or Thursday of last, of last week, Amy and I were at the gym, and the Lord spoke to me, and I didn't have time to write it down. I heard this phrase from the Lord. And I said to my wife, I said, this is what the Lord just said to me. She said, okay, great. I said, remember it. Remember, I ain't got time to write it down. On Friday, I said, hey, Amy, I can't remember what the Lord said to me. Do you remember? No, I ain't got a clue. Some help me, right? I didn't say that to her. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, so... <laughs> You know, you don't say that to your wife, right? Yeah, okay, so I didn't. But, uh, you know, I couldn't remember. She couldn't remember. Saturday during my little nap, I'm sprung up out of bed. I'm talking about, I hear a yelling, not in my ear, but in my spiritual ear. Has anybody in here ever had that? Where, where it wasn't in your natural ear, but it could have. It sounded, it was stronger than that. Have you ever had that? You ought to. You ought to have that. So get in a position where you start hearing those kinds of voices from the Lord. Where not, I'm not talking about you know, vo hearing voices. You know, if you're hearing voices, you know, I'm talking about hearing the voice of the Lord. Lining up with the Word of God, you know. But I heard it out of my spirit. I've learned to identify that. And I'm going to share it with you today. I think it will make a difference in your life. But I want you to turn over with me to the book of Proverbs. And let's go back to where we were the other night so that you can get with me, uh, and, and we'll catch you up to where we were. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I'm going to go ahead and start. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let your eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the paths of thy feet, and let all of thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left, and remove thy foot from evil. Now, let me read it to you from the message translation. Listen to this. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore the sideshows and distractions. Watch your steps, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right or to the left. Leave evil in the dust. I like that. I like that. We are to avoid careless banter, lies, white lies, and gossip. Somebody look at someone and say, stop gossiping. You know, some people do it out of the guise of care. You're involved in people's lives because you care. You know, you're just, you're just concerned. Really, the truth is you're just a gossip. Nah, it's, it's quiet. It's all right. Some of you need to put the phone down. I'm just being serious. 
Some of you spend too much time listening to every kind of something, something. And everybody's telling you something. And the real truth is you haven't even heard from God yet. I mean, if, 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 when, when, did you go to the Word? Did you really? Did you go to your prayer closet? Really? Did you really? And, and maybe it's because you don't want to listen to what the Lord has to say. A lot of times, have you all ever been in, in a position where you wanted to hear from God, but you went in the prayer closet and you really didn't want to hear what God was saying? I had that happen before where I kind of tuned it out. I would pray to that point when God starts talking, I started tuning him out. I was ready to pick up the phone and listen to Aunt Betty. Because she might, you know, she's got some soothing, comforting words for me. You know, I would never have to counsel in this church. Matter of fact, one of the things that, that I do that, that I love doing it, but sometimes seems so fruitless, is counseling. I counsel a lot. Some of you have been counseled and others. And the reason I say that is because a lot of people come into the counseling session just to talk. They didn't really come to hear. They came to talk. They just want somebody to talk to. They want somebody to be involved in their condition. They're looking for an empathetic ear or a sympathetic situation. They're not really looking for answers. I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying, but I've had that a lot where people come through the door and they, they just want to share their situation. They want you to say, oh, oh. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean that bad. I'm just saying that's really the truth. If, if I could get people, you know what I'd like to do with most counseling? I wish I had a prayer room right next to my office. And when people scheduled their appointment to come, we had a 30-minute window that they had to go in the prayer room and pray before they came and talked to me. Because I think we get a whole lot of people that just, I got my answer, Pastor. I'm really just sitting down with you for, I don't know why I'm sitting down. The reason most people are in the conditions they're in is because they didn't obey in the first place. There was some avenue or some area of their life that they didn't obey. If we're going to get answers, we've got to be willing to obey. We've got to be willing to do what God says. You know, this isn't going to be a preaching message, but you're going to leave here with something this morning. I promise you. We, we find ourselves, because you have to understand that the heart of man, is, the Lord refers to that as the middle man or the inner man, your heart. It's not talking about your pumping physical heart that beats blood, but there is a spiritual heart that does the same thing in the life of the believer and on a spiritual level. And it's pumping in ways that, that feed our life. And what we have in our heart is the essentials for our life. He says that it is, it is imperative that we guard our heart for out of it, our spiritual heart, flow the issues of life. The very life that you're going to live, all that you're going to have in your life, comes out of your heart, your spiritual heart, not your natural heart. And so if, if things are allowed to get into your heart, they will become the things that produce in your life. The things that get into your heart produce in your life. You understand what I'm saying? That's why it's important that you guard your heart, that you are careful not to allow things in your heart that will, will, will thwart God's plans in your life. And so how does it get into our heart? How do things get into our heart? Well, we have an eye gate, things that we see. It's very careful that we must be careful what we see. What, what are you looking at? What are you watching? What are you, what are you seeing with your eyes? And then there's another, the most important gate is the ear gate. The ear gate. And this gate is the one that allows faith to come. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. And describes to us two types of hearing. The first type of hearing is the information that we hear. The second is when we receive that information. 
And so, so what happens to us is it first enters our ears or our eyes, some of our sense realm. Then it goes into our head where belief is created. We have belief. We start believing. You start believing what you hear. You know, you hang around somebody and somebody tells you something about Pastor Steve and he did such and such and he was so-and-so and you heard one side of the story. You hear it enough, you're going to believe it because they're believable. They believe it, you believe it. Or anybody, for that matter, any family member, the devil will come and tell you things that are going on with your body in your head. Something will show up, a growth, a condition will come. It looks real. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It looks real. Your checkbook, your wallet, your business, it looks very real. And the words start coming. Now, it's not God's words. It's just words. And those words enter through the ear gate or the eye gate, and they come into our body through our physical senses. And our mind, our soul, say soul, because your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. It goes into our soul. And, and if we're not careful, it will, it, will, it will then gravitate from our soul down to our spiritual heart. What we allow in our soul. In the solical realm. Now, what happens in the soul is emotions. Typically, I mean, I mean, this is the thing that happens, is that somebody originally hears information. The information doesn't do a whole lot to them until they've heard it enough times. Once they've heard it enough times, they become emotional about what they heard. Does anybody understand? Women, you need to know exactly what I'm talking about. Come on now, let's tell the truth. I mean, I mean you know, you don't just hear it. Oh, I can't believe they do such a thing like that. I can't. I'll tell you now. I mean, it becomes emotionally connected. And it takes a little longer for men, but it will happen to men because our wives will make sure that it does. Am I telling the truth or am I? I mean, how many of you men know what I'm talking about? I mean, if your wife gets emotionally charged and she becomes attached to a condition, it's very difficult. Come on. It's very difficult for us men to say no to that. Let's just be in agreement, man. Come on, let's tell the truth. I know all y'all, ooh, not me, pastor. Not true. Not true. You can, I mean, you can quit something and you can uh, uh, be avenged something. You can become, I mean, really offended by something and you ain't even been there. You didn't even take the phone call. How did that happen? Because your ear gate to your eye gate, it gets into your head in the solical realm, and that solical realm processes and processes, and it leaves that process and leaves and goes into your heart. Once it reaches your heart, then something else happens. Out of the heart, or the, out of the mouth, the abundance, the abundance of the heart speaks. Now, what is that speech or act? Speech simply indicates something to us about the action that goes forward because faith is literally an act. And so out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth begins to speak. Here's what that really means. Our mouth begins to create. Look at somebody and say, your mouth, your mouth is, is and has and creative, creative power. power. Do you understand that what comes out of your mouth is will create in your life conditions and experiences before you ever experience them or do them or feel them. Your mouth will have said something about it. And, you'll con and, 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 and the longer you allow this condition to stay in you, the longer you allow the, the voices 
of doubt and, 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 and uh, reason in your mind, the, 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 the worse the condition will become and the worse you will be a, a creator of the, your environment. You will create. Let's look at some scriptures because Jesus tells us and God explains to us how he created. He created, how did God create? By the word. He spoke and it was. So the heart is the seedbed of life. It is where the seeds of life are planted. They germinate, they, they, they grow, and they produce fruit. Fruit will be produced. I promise you that if you'll speak God's word, or you'll speak a different condition over your life, before long, those seeds will be planted in your heart, and that's what you will produce fruit-wise. But where you are today, where you're sitting, the condition of your marriage, the condition of your body, the condition of your finances, the condition of your business, the condition of your church feelings, how you are spiritually, they are the product of your mouth. I've had people that say, well, I, you know, I, I just ain't feeling in a church. There's just something missing. Say that long enough and you'll be missing. Guarantee it. I've had people confess themselves right into heaven. I love my mom. I don't mean this in a negative way, but she's not here. I can talk about her. Amen? <laughs> if, if she was here, I better not. You know, she'd beat me up outside, I'll tell you. But uh, there was a moment where my mother started talking about dying. Rather die. I'd just rather die. I'd rather die. When I came to the moment to pray for her for her healing, I kept her alive for several days. We raised her up a couple of times. But I, I strongly realized that her will, even though at the moment, you know, because when you're sitting there and you're about to die, you're not so sure then. Nobody laugh, but that's the truth anyhow. Crossing that barrier is a scary thing. The flesh don't want to do it. Now, your spirit wants to go. Anyway, but she had confessed herself over the years, had planted seeds in her heart, sitting in a room somewhere alone. Oh, Lord, I'd just rather be dead. This pain. And she didn't have pain, but I hear this all the time. If it's going to be like this, I'd just rather be dead. I mean, what about healing? Why would you confess yourself dead? I'd rather die? Really? You'd rather die? Really? Not me. I'd rather be healed. I'd rather live and not die and proclaim the glory of the Lord. But they'll get into these woe is me times and they'll start confessing over their bodies, over their families. They'll start speaking what they see. They'll start saying what they're experiencing instead of what God's word says. Instead, and the Bible says that we have to refrain from that. He said, we have to guard our heart. We have to guard it. A lot of times my wife will come to me. She will, she will, she'll straighten me out. I'll get, I'll get disgruntled about something. I've got a pastor. I've got a church. I've got a situation. I've got a, something going on with people in the church. And my wife will come along and she'll start hearing something come out of my mouth. You see, something germinated in my head. It planted seeds in my heart. And then I begin to say something. And my wife's smart enough to go, we're not going there. She'll come to me, she'll just straighten me out right away. You're not going there. You're not going to say that. You're not going to speak that and ruin my family. <laughs> You're not going to wreck our house. I mean, we've got to guard, somebody say guard, our heart. Got to guard our heart. You've got to guard your heart. You see, we hear it. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. And, and here, listen, turn to Hebrews 11.1, 1. listen. Stay with me. 
I've got a revelation for you this morning. You can't let stuff get in your spirit. It may get in your head. You may hear it once. But you can determine whether or not you're going to hear it again. You can decide whether or not you're going to listen to it again. When somebody comes with doubt and unbelief or the devil comes and tells you something, you can decide whether or not you will hear it again. We're to guard our heart. It's the seedbed. Faith comes by hearing. Something that's heard. Now listen, this is what it says. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now say now. now. Say it again, now. now. You see that now? You see it now? I'm going to use this a little, I'm going to give you a little levity here. I'm going to be a little loose with it. Faith is now. Look at somebody say, faith is now. Now faith, that's faith. Right now, it is not in the future. It is not in the past. If it's faith, it's now. Right now, say now. All right, now, if we know that faith is now, let's read another one, let's look at another scripture. Let's look at Romans 10, 17. Again, turn over there. If you haven't highlighted these in your Bibles, you need to. We said now faith, we'll say faith is now. Now faith is the substance of things over. 10, 17. It could read this way. So then faith comes by hearing now and hearing now by the word of God. Now, I know you haven't picked this up yet. But if faith is now, if faith is right now, then what I hear right now, not what I have heard, not what I heard last week, not what I heard from my grandma, not what I heard from my uncle, but what I am hearing now. Whether it's on the phone, whether it is in this service this morning, so then faith comes by hearing now, the information I hear right now, and what I allow to receive in my spirit now. Does anybody get that? Now. If faith is now, then what you have right now, what you're hearing right now, is what is going to build in your heart, going to hear in your head, going to produce seeds in your heart, and this thing that the heart will begin to produce out of your mouth is what you hear right now. People will leave this church, they'll go hear doubt and unbelief and every kind of wilderness teaching you can imagine, that, the, that God's taking them through every kind of mess, and then they have messed up their faith because what they heard right then now is what they believe right then now. You can't get away from it. Listen to me. You can't get away from the Word of God. If God says it, that settles it. That's the way it is. Faith is now. Right now. What you're hearing, and when you start listening on the telephone, or you start listening to the negative messages, you start getting that stuff in you, that's what's in you. That's the faith that is right now. That's why you can't afford to allow that in you at that moment, right then, because it's now faith at that moment, right then, and it's going to get in your head. It will drop in your heart, and it will either bring to life in your life or it'll bring death in your life. Now, not, 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 not yesterday's, but now. It's right now. Faith is now. And now I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. I'm going to tell you what God told me. What we are hearing now is not past tense. It is current. Here's another interpretation. Actually, the proper interpretation of this is so faith comes from what is heard 
And what is heard needs to come from the word. No, you didn't get that. Faith comes by what you have heard, and what you have heard needs to be, or what you're hearing needs to be the word of God. What you're hearing needs to be in coordination. That's why you can't listen to doubt and unbelief. That's why you can't listen to the voices in your head that say, I don't love him anymore. Because that's now. What's now is what you're going to produce. If it's not the word of God coming into your mind, into your heart, if you're not filling yourself with the word of God now, now, then you're going to have something else filling you. You can't just be void. You know, there's no, there is no empty box, actually. I know they say men have an empty box to go to. That is not true. <laughs> Something is filling it. Something is filling the box. Something is producing in your life. There is a product or a productivity going on inside of you right this very minute. If it wasn't, then faith is not now. But faith is now. And so right now, I'm building faith in you, and I'm going to produce something in you. If, if you'll hear it enough, it's going to grow. It's going to germinate. You hear, you hear somebody tell you that God wants to bless you over and over and over again, and that God's going to bring financial blessing in your life, and he's going to bring peace to you, and he's going to bring health to you over and over, then that's what you're going to have in you. That's now. That's the Word of God. That's what the Word of God says. And so the real interpretation of this is that you're to hear and you're to hear the word of God. Say, I'm supposed to hear and I'm supposed to hear the word of God. Let me read a commentary to you. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Could it be said that we walk by what we say having heard? We walk by what we say from what we hear. We walk by what we say from what we hear. We walk by what we say from what we hear. We walk by what we say by what we hear. You hear your heart. You hear your heart. And you're, you, you, if you get what I'm trying to say, we walk by what we say, by what we hear. If my heart is not the word of God, if my heart is not faith, then my heart is going to speak. I'm going to hear it, and I am going to produce it. It's going to be produced. If you're married, and your heart says, I don't love him anymore, that's hearing And I walk by what I say, having heard. Because your heart's talking. And it said, I don't love him anymore. I don't have those feelings for him. You didn't tell your heart what to say. You didn't fill your heart with the word of God. So you let something else fill it. Your flesh, the devil, the world, a phone call, a, a newspaper article, a television program. Oh, I don't know if you're getting what I'm talking about. Is it, anybody hear what I'm trying to say to you? I mean, I mean, you know, I don't let the devil talk, tell me how I feel about my wife. I tell the devil how I feel about my wife. My spirit is in control of my flesh, not my flesh in control of my spirit. I don't wait for my body to be pleased by my wife. I am pleased by my wife, and my body will please her. <laughs> 
Oh, I hope you're getting what I'm talking about. I mean, every condition in your life is subject to the same principle. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. That's the definition. That's the principle. Now, right now, faith is the substance. Man, this is good. This is good. You've got to, you've got to uh, tell yourself how you're going to feel. You've got to tell yourself what the Word of God said. Could it be, and it is, that we are to say, having heard, it is the utmost importance that we listen to what we hear. If faith comes by hearing and the Word of God, wouldn't it be fair to say that lack of faith comes by not hearing the Word of God? You don't want to hear what God said. Because you've let your flesh, emotions, and your head. Some of y'all are turning me off right now because you don't even want to hear it. You done made up your mind. I, done, baby, I tell you, I just can't make this thing work. I done did everything I could do. I done said what I got to say. I got nothing else to say. I done been there, done that. You can say whatever you want to. And that's just my point is that you have turned your heart off to the Word of God. You have closed the valve for God to give faith now in your life. You have limited His ability to change your condition because you have decided that you already heard that. I already heard that. But it's not what you heard. It's what you're hearing. I, I don't let the devil in my house. I'm just telling you, I don't let the devil in my house. I don't let him in my kids. I'm just doing everything in my power not to let him in my kids. Uh, let him in my bedroom. Let him in my... I mean, the other night, I, I just... Well, I won't go there. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you right now. If I feel like my wife has scooted two inches farther from me, I'm going to scoot two inches closer. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Ain't no place between me and the devil. Ain't no, I ain't letting him in. If I feel like we ain't had enough uh, 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 emotional uh, conditioning, I'm going to emotional condition. If I feel like, come on now. Take it for what you want. I'm not going there. I'm not letting the devil in. I'm not letting him tell me I don't love my wife or she don't love me. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Wives and husbands, you're not, you're not moved by what you see. Don't you get that? That's the emotions. That's flesh. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I know. I know the word of God is true and let every man be a liar. And when I fill myself with the word of God and I allow the word of God to saturate my mind and saturate my heart, the seed of the word of God will germinate and the results will come because the production will happen. My mouth will begin to say, I do love my husband. I do love my wife. Ah, oh, glory to God. I love them. Some of y'all been confessing over them. Maybe you ought to confess over you. Boy, God, I wish you'd change him. He's just something, something, so-and-so, something, something, something. What about you, high maintenance? You ain't all that. Me thinking you something. I'm just somebody. I'm something. Every man in the world going to want me. Yeah, right. Wake up. Wake up and realize the blessings of God that are right there beside you. Wake up and realize how God is anointed. I mean, I see it all the time. Something better around the corner. There's got to be something. The grass has got to be greener. 
And you get over the hill, that grass ain't no greener. I counsel regularly. I told y'all that. Y'all know I counsel marriages all the time. You know what I found out? You know why I'm good at it? I'm good. Man, I am good. Seriously. Because every man that comes in there is just like me, and I found out what a bum I really am. It's the truth. Every guy comes in, the wife tells the same story. He do this, he do this, he don't do that. And I'm thinking, I just did that last night. I just did that. He says this, he says this, and he don't say this, and he don't do this. And I'm thinking, I didn't do that last night. I started finding out, listen, every man in this room is just the same. We were made out of the same image of God. We are just the same. There ain't no perfect man. There's no perfect woman. Get over it. Well, there's one that's perfect for me. Yeah, he's sitting right next to you. Shush. <laughs> the Word of God is nivy. The Word of God is nivy. Even in your mouth, in your mouth, which is the Word of faith which we preach, where does the Word of faith come from that is nigh you in your mouth? It is what you planted in your heart. And when it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you need to uproot it. You need to get it out of your heart. You can't allow dissension to stay there. You can't allow discontentment to stay. I mean, you think that's who you are? No, you are a spirit. You live in a body. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotion. You are in control. I just don't feel it. Nowhere does faith have feeling in it. There is no feeling in faith. If there was, salvation would require me to feel. But for by grace are you saved. It is the confession. Something comes into your heart. And with the mouth, confession is made unto sozo. Wholeness and completeness. Listen, I've got something I just need to share with you. Don't, don't give up on me. I know I'm going late. Listen, here's our problem. This is the difficulty. Matthew chapter 12, 34 through 37. Oh, generation of Bible. 12, 34 through 37. Matthew 12, 34 through 37. Oh, generation of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? Out of the abundance of your mouth you speak. A good man out of his good treasures of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasures bring forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that you speak, you will give an account. What kind of account? You're going to produce. The mouth will produce and an account will be done. You will give an account on the day of judgment. For by thy words thou art justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. It's what you, 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 there's a condition of the heart that speaks. You've got to recondition your heart. Transformation of it. Listen to the Phillips translation of this. You must choose between live, having a good tree with good fruit. Listen, let me say it again. You must choose between having a good tree with good fruit or a rotten tree with rotten fruit. You must choose between having a good marriage with good fruit or a rotten marriage with rotten fruit. You must choose between a healthy body full of good things 
blessed of the Lord and having a sick body that's diseased with nothing. You must choose the fruit of your life. Boy, I'm preaching good. For you can tell a tree at once by its fruit. I know what's wrong with you. I can tell by what you say. You let me get by somebody for a few minutes. In just a few minutes, I can locate them. They'll say it. For a man's words depend on what fills his heart. A good man gives out of the good from the goodness stored in his heart. A bad man gives out of the evil from the store of his evil heart. I tell you that men will have to answer at the day of judgment for every careless word they utter. For it is your words that will acquit you and it is your words that will condemn you. If it ain't God, don't say it. If it don't line up with God's word, don't let it come out your mouth. If it's, not, if it's not God speaking, then don't speak it. Don't speak when it comes to your finances. Only speak what God speaks. I'm the head, not the tail. God said he's going to cause blessing to come upon me and overtake me. And nothing else is going to come out of my mouth. I'm never going to say, woe is me. I'm never going to talk about what I don't have and how much we're struggling and how much money. No, we may be. That may be the fact, but I've got truth. And truth always supersedes the fact. The fact may be you might have been hurt. You might have heard the doctor say that you have a condition that's incurable and nothing can be done. But God said all things are possible to him that believes. God said by his stripes you're healed. God said he sent his word to heal. God said he's the restorer of our body. God God said, I'm going to live by what I know. I plant that in my heart. Yeah, yeah, something came up on my body. I won't tell you where it was at, but something came up on my body. Big, big thing. So a knot. A knot. Big knot. And uh, very aggravating and very embarrassing. I don't know where it came from. And so I told the devil, I said, I know that's you. I know who brings sickness and disease. I don't have to wonder. I knew it wasn't God. I grabbed that knot and I cursed it in Jesus' name. Because that's the treasure that's in my heart. That knot doesn't belong on me. It's not part of my body. I don't care that it's there. And I will go to the doctor and have it checked. Don't think I won't. But I have watched that thing over the last five days. I grab that thing, squeeze that thing, and curse it in Jesus' name. I command you to go. Mountain, I command you to go. In Jesus' name, you don't belong in this body. And I've watched that thing go down, 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 down. There's hardly nothing left of it. When I go to the doctor, I'm just going to confirm it's completely gone. You shall say unto that mountain... Be thou removed, plucked up, and cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in your heart, but believe the thing you say shall come to pass. See, our mouth is not conditioned to speak faith. We weren't born with faith words in our mouth. We were born with viper's tongues. James tells us it's a world of iniquity. Do you get that? You've got to control. You, you have to take control of your tongue. You've, God had to put his word in, the, in, in Abraham's mouth. You got to put God's word in your mouth. You got to put it there. You got to contain it. You got to control it. You got to take control of it. You got to you got to bind it and hold it. And you got to put God's word in your mouth. Now, here's what God said to me. I got to close, and I'm going to close. There's so much more I want to tell you. Maybe I can hit this tonight. We'll do some praying. 
And don't miss it because I've got a lot to say. Hebrews 4.14 says this. Seeing that we have a high priest that's great, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let's hold fast. That really means constant confession. Constant confession. Another one, Hebrews 10.23 says this. Let us hold fast to our profession of faith without wavering. For he is faithful that has promised constant confession. The word profession means constant confession. And one scripture says, let them say continually that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. We're to speak God's word, saying it over and over and over again, muttering it over. And they meditate on the word of God. The word meditate in the Bible always means mutter or speak, mutter the word of God. We're to mutter the word of God. See, if you fill your mouth with God's word, nothing else can get in it. You don't let nothing else. I go to people all the time, and this is what they say to me. I confessed over it. I spoke over it, Pastor Steve. I did all that confessing, and nothing changed. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. If faith is now, and what you hear now is what faith is, then what you say Not what you said. Well, I said it. I already said it. I said that. What are you saying? Here's the real question. What's in your mouth? I'm just asking. I'm just saying. What's in your mouth? What is it that's in your mouth? What is it? What's in your mouth? What's in your mouth? Here's what the Lord said to me. Here's what he said. This is exactly how I got it. I heard it. He woke me up out of a dead sleep on Saturday. He told me on Thursday I forgot it. Asked my wife. She didn't know. I came back. I said, God, help me, remind me. And the Lord woke me up. I jumped up out of bed Saturday, ran straight to my iPad and wrote this down. It's not what you have said. It's what you're saying. I heard that as clear as I've ever heard it. Listen to me. If you're sitting there today fighting with me, you're sitting in that seat thinking, I've given up, I'm tired of this, I can't handle this, it's over. You're the problem. It ain't, it ain't him. It ain't her. It ain't your business. It's you. I know you think it's everybody else. It's you. What's in your mouth? What's in your heart? Faith is always now. Someone might say, I've confessed that, but what is your confession? Not what was it? Hold fast to your confession. Just like you are saved, it is your confession. It is your profession salvation is your profession it's your confession it's not a doubt and the same way you're saved is the same way you receive everything else from the lord if faith received is now by hearing then faith that is manifest is now by what you speak now if your far if your heart is filled by what you hear and your mouth is filled by your heart what's in your heart will come out of your mouth now what you have said is past 
You cannot say now what you will say tomorrow. What is in your faith now? Because it's what you're saying now. When asked the question, how do you feel about me, honey? What do you say? <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. When asked the question, what do you feel about your church? You know, how do you like your church? Well... How do you feel about your pastor? Well, I used to like him. He was really great. When I first went to that church, it was different. <laughs> you know how many times you hear that over the years? It was different. I got that from every building and every seat. Every time we did a construction, every time we changed something. If we changed a light bulb, it was different. It's different. Something has changed. Don't know what. It might be that phone call you heard the other night. <laughs> I got to quit. I'm just trying to tell you something. Listen to me. You can change any circumstance in your life. You have the right given to you by God to transform your life into what God said it can be. You don't have to live this way. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be downtrodden. You don't have to have a bad marriage. You don't have to have rotten kids. You don't have to have, you can have the word of God. Fill yourself with God's word. Let God's word come alive in your life and you begin to speak out God over your circumstance. Speak out God over your situation. Speak God over your condition. Speak God over your family. Speak God over your money speak God over your wallet speak God over your husband speak God over your wife speak God over your church speak God over your pastor speak God over your mother speak God over your brother speak God over your sister speak God over your father speak God over your children over your sons and your daughter speak God speak God and don't stop speaking what is in your mouth now will make a difference speak God now speak it right now speak God now don't wait till tomorrow speak God now I don't know what to do. speak now speak now Somebody stand up and give the Lord a shout, would you?